What's poppin' sweets? It's your favorite baker and host, Alicia Reedy, and I am back with a brand new episode of Cookies and Conversation, another follow-up episode of Cookies and Conversation, and I have Devin Rain. Devin Rain is my little sister, for those that are unfamiliar. She is season one, episode nine. I have no regrets, period. So welcome back. Oh, thank you. Wow. I do. Thank you. I don't know what that was. Welcome back. Thank you. How you doing? Like, how are you really doing? I live with you, but how um, are you doing? I'm okay. On a scale of one to ten, how okay are we? I'm gonna give it a nine. Okay, why is it not a ten? Um, no specific reason. I think I get that. You know, like I feel like, and you know, I forgot what I was gonna say. Omg, I was supposed to read the Law and Order SVU intro, but I didn't. So we're gonna say that I did. Okay, that's fine. That's cool. I'm happy you're back. You know what's really great about your episode dropping this month is the fact that I planned on having your episode drop this month and I've been so off of my game podcast-wise. I was just talking about it on um, National Workaholics Day and I just, I've had no desire, unfortunately, to like record. I've had no desire to share parts of myself. I think it's just a part of like burnout and life. Like, my life, as you have seen, because you live with me, has turned upside down very unexpectedly out of nowhere. So, either way, even with all that being said, I'm very happy that your episode is still on time. Yes. Right on time. So, what's going on? So, the last time you were here, behind the mic with me, and in the same car. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, wasn't it like the same kind of weather? Yeah, in the same seats. In the same seats, yeah. Wasn't it the same month? No. No, 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 no. You were an earlier episode. We recorded right before your yeah. birthday. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, we did. We did. Um, So, when we recorded, you were literally a freshman. Now, oh you gosh. have just finished sophomore year. That was such an awful year. And you're starting junior year. So, let's talk <laughs> about how life has been since then. From school to personal, everything. Wow. I don't know where to start with that, actually. You know, let's talk about school or just school-related things. Okay. Hmm. Well, let's start off by saying that very bad start to high school. Let's let's get that out of the way. Um, We're not going to name specific reasons. Different story, different day, you know, different year. Are you sure you don't want to talk about specific (laughs) things? Okay. Okay. Well, actually, yes. Um, Yes, as in not talking about it. Um, Sophomore year... Um, this year wasn't bad, but it also wasn't good. Right. And I think it's because, well, I can't speak for everybody else. Everybody else is acting like nothing happened. Me, on the other hand, <laughs> um, it was not as bad as I thought it would be or as everyone else thought it would be. Um, Sophomore year. To step back into a school. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was still stressful because people, before the mask mandate was lifted, people still had their mask under their noses. Right. And don't get me wrong. Shout out to the teachers. Oh my gosh, speaking of the beginning of sophomore year, I kid you not, it was probably like, I think it was within two days, the first two days of school. Oh yeah, was there a COVID case? Oh yeah, there are a lot. There are a lot. I don't know if they stopped sending emails to tell you how many people had COVID. They did. They did stop? Yeah. Because mommy and I would talk about it when, because she would get texts and, you know, be contacted when there were new cases and then they eventually stopped. 
not even because they didn't have no but i guess because of mandates like they were kind of like the impression that i got was like what's the point they said it is what it is literally they said look every child for themselves okay they said listen it didn't it didn't stop at the guns okay <laughs> you thought we were you thought we were finished <laughs> we just getting started the sickness and wellness mm, right i don't know <laughs> said people we have responsibility right over? Right. Cut that out immediately. Screaming. Stop. But no, you go ahead. My bad. <laughs> no, you're fine. But I remember this teacher. I kid you not. I think I think I know who it was now that I think about it. I don't know. But I was walking past. I could tell you exactly where I was, too, if they... um, Well, it's going to look completely different now because they're tearing down the school and making it, like, new. They're tearing right. down the school. I'm saying tearing down because oh, they're okay. uh, rebuilding it. Okay. No. Right, right. See, that I know about. I was like, oh, yeah. what did I miss? <laughs> okay, go ahead. As I was walking past, he was talking to like the, like maybe two or three kids, and he said, "Your generation is the dumbest effing group of people I've ever seen." And I was like, "Whoa!" You I were in that group? No, I was um, walking past. I was going to class, and all I could think about was just like, "Wait, he's being for real." Mm-hmm. I, he might. He's like on the older end of millennials. Um, I think he doesn't look that old, but he's also white. Oh, that's part of his problem. Yeah. Okay. So I was just like, wait, are you talking about like socially, politically type of thing or right. in the education system? Because let's be for real, that's racist. Very. Um, <laughs> you know what? Different conversation for a different day. Um, mm. I'm not going to get into that. But sophomore year, um, I'm going to say that I don't know. Actually, I really liked my teachers this year. It's good. I mean, I didn't... Here's the thing. Here's my problem. I'm not the most expressive person in school. Mm-hmm. I don't... I especially didn't talk to everybody this year because... You just wanted to get by. Yeah. No, really. Bro, when I tell you that's what this year was, mm-hmm. it's like, man, I really don't like any of y'all. We're actually going to get into that for a second. Okay. Um, with I'm elementary school all people. Ears. Um, You know, I got to give a shout out to my to my people, Miss Campbell, Miss Greer, um... Mr. Navarro, Miss Owens, and Miss Butler, I love them so much. I love all of them so much. And my first semester biology teacher, OMG, she always complimented my makeup. Wow. Wow. That was my homie. Wow. Low key. She said, I see you. No, really. Mm. I was like, wow. Wow, that's so validating, and I love that for you. OMG, but my A-push teacher, Miss Butler. Wait, A what? A-push. What's that? APUS history. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> um, I had her in freshman year, and she she actually made it easier mm-hmm. for me. Um, I don't know. She just she just made it better. But sometimes it's hard to look past the fact that she said blacks one time. <gasps> she must be. But white. seriously, like in all seriousness, sometimes you can just tell it's just like you just you just don't know, do you? Kind of. Oh, thing, you know? it was like that. Yeah. It's like why would you do that? But I give I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yes, because I. I also already loved her before she said it, so it was really hard for me. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Um, I will say, freshman year, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to have to give it a 1. Freshman year? Yeah. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10 for sophomore year, I'm going to give it a 6. Mostly because in second semester, I started talking to my guy Jason again. I missed him. Yeah. See, here's the thing. It's not that I don't want to call or text people. I just... I would just rather not. 
No, I get it. It's not that. that I'll never do it. It's just like, mm. Sometimes it's more than a notion. You, like, you'll be inspired to be like, yeah, I'm going to contact X, Y, and Z. But then once it actually comes down to it, yeah. you'll be like, oh, dang, I've meant to do that. That and... Dang, I'm tired. Right. Like... Like, uh, do I feel like having a conversation? Like, right. sometimes you just want to say, hey, leave it at that. No, really. Because my guy, Jason, Kung Fu Slater, that's that's my guy, bro. Mm-hmm. He, he's one of my faves. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I don't know. He just, he's, he really loves music. He just And he's you. probably, like, the first person I go to for that. If really? I want something new. Yeah. He listens to everything. Oh, I like people like that. Yes. And it's like, well, less work for me to do. But also, I, he doesn't listen to the same two songs every day, probably. Okay. I don't think he does. I listen to the same two songs every day. I do. If I find a song that has like a nice, have, like, hard beat, I'm gonna run right. it back I have as soon as it drops. I have the same five tracks and repeat every, every single day. day. Every day. Um, As of late, it's been Disney songs. Specifically, <laughs> Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride. That oh, that's a great slaps. song. Tyler loves that song. Really? Great song. Oh my gosh, she has watched Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, she finally watched it for As the first should. time. And um, I mean, she's always after your Stitch stuffed animals. So I she would is. hope. And that, yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's probably why she enjoyed the movie so much. Because now she has that association uh, to it. I didn't even think about that till just now. Okay. Aw, oh, the big sense. girl. I miss oh, her so much. Well, I don't know if they have them anymore. But I got it at five one. Okay. But what else Since is going on? Since she caught my swag. All um, right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She loves her chichi. Listen, though. I'm allowed to be a hater. We're related. That's okay. I'm just kidding. That's weird. Don't hate on children. No. It's kind of they're, they're literally, okay, really quick side note before we tap back into your stuff. Somebody yeah. on Twitter was like, we need to come up with a slur for children. I was uh, like. Kelsey told me that. I was like. I was like, here's the thing. I said we should call them tots, but that's already a thing. It is. Yeah. Like. Oh, 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 oh okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I, that is so... But I feel like if we should call them anything, I feel like we should turn tots into a negative thing. But at the same time, I feel like that's really mean. Yeah, because I think <laughs> That's something you cute. don't say to them. Yeah, I think tots is cute. I think it's really, really cute. Yes. But no, let's go ahead and get back into your school stuff. So, um, so you're preparing for junior year. I am. So excited for you. Junior year is like the best high school year I've ever had, even though I was crying the whole time. Cause that's, I had, that's what it is, though. That's what you have to do during life. Literally. And I had boy problems and all that kind of stuff. And people were just nasty, as always. But junior year was probably my favorite you high know, school year. I was coming into my own. I felt more comfortable in myself and my body. You know, my... and I Because junior year was the year that I also, like, I came into, like, this new level of power. I wow, ended my sophomore year. Sweat. Wow, really? So crazy. Oh my god. I We're like feel the like same junior year is going to be my best year. Junior year is it's going to be a really good year. I feel it for you. Like sophomore year for me, I ended it with seasonal depression. So, I and I year. found myself again and like I started to love life again as soon as it got warm outside. And what's really ironic is that I don't really care for warm weather. So, eh. but Damn. I got into working out and like learning like how much I enjoy moving my body and stuff like that. Just like in that way or just at an older age in comparison to like when you do stuff with like, you know, your parents put you in programs and they get your body moving and stuff like that. Like this was like the one time I was like, wow, like I'm really coming into my own and I want to do this for me and it feels really good. That was actually how I got into working out. Now, granted, I wasn't losing weight in the healthiest of ways back then, but I still really enjoyed moving my body. Right. But junior year was like such a good year for me. So do you have any expectations for junior year or are you just like taking it one day at a time? You're going to see what happens. Hmm. Okay, it's kind of both. Take it one day at a time because 
that's kind of what I do anyway. You do. Um, I also don't like school, but, <laughs> um, uh, I don't like school, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, I like know for sure that this school year is going to be my best high school year because with the classes I'm taking, study groups are going to be a little mandatory. <laughs> but I think also with the classes that you have, I think that you will... I don't know, it kind of shows where you are and what you're capable of. The thing about me with school, I feel like I could have been in hella AP classes, but I also know for a fact that it would not have been able to really be possible for me because of the, I have really bad test anxiety. And when you're in an AP course or an honors course, you can't, you oh, can't gee, fail because they like will drop you. Honors classes, bro. That's good. And that's good. I think, you know, and I think too, I'm going to be honest. I also mm. feel like you have it easier. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's I'm easier. <laughs> right. That's what I was about to say. I think you have it easier in that regard. Yo, no. Cause I was thinking about it the other day. Cause I made honor roll, right? Bro. I have like a 71 in one class that's how i entered one class and all i could think about just like wow the bar is low y'all do not care about public school kids very low that's like crazy and i'm not saying c's are bad that's not what it is i'm just saying like it's different in that way from yeah yeah you know one thing i want to ask you too um as you go into junior year i feel like junior year is like also when you really know who you're like who your squad is do you feel confident (laughs) in who your squad is now um, I well. Are okay. you going into the new year? My, like, my year squad drifted apart. <laughs> oh my god! No, I kid god. you not. Okay, I don't know where one person went. Um, one of our friends, Sarah, she moved to. I'm not going to say her state, but I think it was last summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my guy Jason's still here though. Well, that's and, always well. Good. New addition to my friends. I don't know if she would mind me saying her name, but shout out to her though. <laughs> I was ready for you to say her name. That's why I'm oh, like, no. which friend is it? No. <laughs> um, yeah. And then one other person, she moved, but they um they still go to the same school as us. Mm, okay, I got you. When it comes to these relationships, like, is there a common theme or, like, just something that they all have in common, the people that you talk to the most, that really speak true to who you are? Like, what you seek from, like, human connections or, like, you know, standards and relationships of any type. You know what I'm saying? Like, is there something that they all have in common that really makes, like, the relationship whole for you? Yeah, see, here's the thing. I'm going to compare it to Jason and I. We are, like... Isn't he a Libra? He is. Yeah. We are like opposites mm-hmm. socially, mostly, I think. Because when I kid you not, every time he has posted on a story something school related, he takes pictures with so many people. Like, he talks to everybody. He's a very <laughs> approachable person, and that's well, what I, I like about it. him. I kid, he's probably talked to like everybody in our grade. He I probably has. And there's like over 200 of us, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, our sophomore class is really big. Yeah. <laughs> probably because some of us failed, but you know, that's okay. Anyway, moving oh on. Oh my god. No shade, that's just what it is. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to compare myself to him. He is definitely more firm in terms of sharing his opinions and okay. knowing what he's talking about. He's very passionate, mm. like, and he's very open. I wouldn't say I'm the most openly passionate person ever. Yeah. But you have in <laughs> you. I do. I feel like it's like you got to get to me specifically like to a different level, I think. Yeah. Anger. Or something. See, that's also when like I personally become very mean. Um. Anyway, I understand. Um. So I I think that's the common thing. I have come across like opinionated people or just people who are <laughs> mm-hmm. not mean, but definitely just like what do you want? Right. Type of thing. 
Right. And it's it seems like you like to surround yourself with people that are sure. Because, like, even, like, about everything. Or, like, sure about themselves. I think that's important because I think that you're very sure, sure about sure. yourself. Oh, I get that vibe just from what you've told me. Yeah. And I feel like you're also very sure about yourself, too. I feel like you're sure about yourself in a way where it's, like, you're not so forward to the point where it makes people uncomfortable. But when people see you, they know who you are. And I think that having people in your life that embody that can only help you bring out the best version of yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's funny that you say people know who I am, this one, that, because it's so funny how often people recognize me Mm -hmm. at school. Like, even if I don't talk to them or if it's like a teacher that I've seen before, like, I don't even have their class. They've just seen me. I felt that. That always happened in eighth grade, too. I felt that. This one specific lady, she just saw me one time and every time she saw me. She would say hi. I love teachers like that. Yes. It was like that before I had Keller as a teacher. Kelsey and I were just talking about this. At McNamara, um, my class started the Candy Grams. And we did promo for the news. Like, we had, like, a little commercial. We did, like, our version of, like, Mean Girls. When, when they had, like, the, you know what I'm talking about? Like, the little Candy Grams on, um, mm-hmm. on there. And everyone was getting them. And I was, like, the person in the background. <laughs> Um, someone didn't get one and then we like gassed up the situation like oh like they didn't get it like they were laughing and pointing and the I camera zoomed in on me I think I've shown you I think I have it's not on YouTube anymore but then they zoomed in on me and I'm like don't let that be you and so, I remember like, that. yeah and, like ever since then like it's always <laughs> been like a thing like it's always been a thing with McNamara and I remember when I saw Keller after it dropped because everyone was like yo because people were coming up to me they were like that was so good and I was like <laughs> I didn't say nothing, but don't let that be you. And it was my idea, too. Wow. But you know. Anne Hathaway You're who? welcome. Right. <laughs> she could never, even though that's my girl. Who is Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> we don't know her. Never heard okay, of Okay, Rachel before. McAdams, what? Come again? <laughs> never heard those names in Don't know who life. that is. It's <laughs> not a thing. You know, if you show me a picture of her, I wouldn't even know who it was. Not even. Mm-mm. Not even close. Wouldn't even Sorry to that woman. Like. <laughs> uh-uh. She'd be walking down the street and I wouldn't know that. It's screaming. <laughs> Keller came up to me. I remember at lunch, I had just walked in. She said, was that you? <laughs> I was like, yes. And she was like, amazing. Great job. Uh, you delivered. It, yeah. it, it was genius. I was like, who is this woman? I've never seen you in my life. And then that she was ended the first up time you met her? Yes. And then she uh, ended up being my teacher. So the very so next cute. year. I love her so much. And like, I cry every time I talk about her. So I'm going to stop. You know what's but, so funny? I don't think I've ever met her. She's like. I've heard you talk about her like all the time. I think her birthday's like March 11th. Oh, yeah, she's Squad, like, gang I gang. think that's also why we get each other so much. She's my sister's sign. But like, she's like, if I were to like deem somebody like another mom, it's easily without a doubt her. Like the way that woman covered me throughout high school, like junior and senior year, like she made it very easy for me to talk to her about like personal stuff. And she like listened to me without judgment. You know, she was very invested in me and my life. And she also loves all of us. So that's all that really matters. But back to you. Um, I know that... Okay. I just want to say, what you just said about your high school experience, like that little thing right there. Um, Wow, that sounds like I'm trying to downplay it. I'm not. It's okay. I know (laughs) you're not. It's okay. Um, it just made me think just like, the school spirit, like, as far as I've seen, especially like, like when you went back to visit McNamara and also like my school, nobody really participates anymore. And it's so boring. I think they're too cool for it. These are like prime years. Right. Like... And like... The problem with my school is that they just be announcing things at the end of the day. They be like, dollar for a donut. You think I just carry around cash on me, bro? You know how often these children steal? No, they have to, like, announce that in the morning. Just no, so really. you know. Like, 
this school is ghetto. Please pause. No. It's like send help. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say, like, because I want this to be like the last thing before we go into anything else, but like, what would you say um, your friendships have taught you about yourself? And it seems like Jason is like who you really gravitate towards. So, I mean, I know you have I other do, friends, because... but so let me word it like that. I mean, with him being the main one, like, I mean, obviously we can refer to just him, but friendships in general that you've developed in school, especially the people that have stuck by your side up until this point. Um, what have they taught you about yourself? Hmm. I think Jason taught me, this is not saying like everybody has yeah, to be yeah, the yeah. exact same to me, but I think Jason taught me that I, I need to be a little more open and <laughs> like, I don't know, find like comfort by, my, yeah, find like find comfort by myself, mm. but also don't be afraid to talk to people. I'm I not necessarily that. afraid to talk to people. These people just scare me. Yeah. <laughs> not like scare me in that kind of way it's just like yeah. oh yeah that's you right basically i think he's made me realize that and and i think to take what i'm passionate about a little more like serious mm. i think yeah and expressing it even if it's not to anybody like directly just like pouring into it yeah more you know and really taking the time to put yourself in your projects yeah go stream his music yes i'll make sure i drop the link <laughs> I'll, I'll no i'll do it like I, i'll do it it's no problem but like i think that it's really important to i think and i think this is the best part about sophomore year going into junior year like i said before like this is like the time where you like really find yourself and find more comfort in who you are and I think that having people like that is really good because like you start to you start to find your voice a little bit more. You have like this different level of confidence. And I think one of the most important parts about any type of relationship in your life is to surround yourself, doesn't matter what age, but to surround yourself with people that show you the importance of pouring into yourself and pouring into what you love and to not sleep on yourself. I mean, and we're always changing. So even if what you're pouring yourself into at that time doesn't stick, it's the fact that you invested in yourself to that degree. And it can be something if you want it to be. And if not, you do it because you enjoy it. Like, right. I think that's really, I think that's really, really important. So, we 16 on a block. 16 at war now. Oh my God. Okay, no. Let me stop. I'm going to be <laughs> nice because I, I, I always do that to you. Mm -hmm. But no, you're officially 16. I've been officially 16 for like seven months. I know. Wait, well, not, not seven months. Not seven months. Four months. Oh, what? That was this year. <laughs> definitely, definitely four months. <laughs> it definitely felt like last year. It's been a long year already. No, really. Yeah, very long year. It was March, like, not even two days. No. It, right. It was like March, like, last week. Exactly. But how have you been navigating 16? How has 16 been to you so far? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can be better. That's fine. I will. It, it's just no like we're not just feeling no. we're not feeling it what is it about 16 that's very no right now okay see the problem with 16 for me is that i become so emotional like crying almost over almost being done with high school but also having to be in high school mm. here's the thing so close yet so far from being done Yet, I'm still stuck here. I'm still here. <laughs> mm hmm And mm -hmm. it's like, man, school sucks, but at the same time, I, I, it, I, it could be a fun experience, you know? 
But then I think about it, it's just like, oh, wait, once this is over, it's still going to suck because not only is my structure gone, I also have to become an adult soon. <laughs> that should not be funny, but it is. It really is. I'm so sorry. Wow. I did not have that worry at 16. That is okay, so well, crazy. Okay, well, here's the thing. I'm not necessarily worried about it because, you know, I'm good regardless. But No, it's more like life is coming at you fast. No, really. That's really just what it is. Because the way our government is set up and who knows how to look and even like just from this year, to be honest, yeah. it's like, who knows how much is going to change? You know, who knows who's going to have to adjust to what kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's not something I stress about, though. Mm-hmm. Not at this moment. Yeah. So. We're kind of just rolling with it. Kind you of know, the with one it. thing that really scared me right after you turned 16 is that whole gun situation at your school. I was like, no, that did happen. Like it was literally the like day after your birthday. It was. Yes, it was the ninth. Because you were off on your birthday, you didn't go to school on I your birthday, it like, and it was the I very next it. day. Oh, yeah, I don't remember it being. That's right why I was like, birthday. bro, you just turned sixteen. I was like, you just had your birthday, bro. Like, even Wait, if it was like a did BB- you post about that on your story? I don't know if anybody will remember. I did. I did. Dude, okay. So I here's... saw, like, the news view, like, from the rooftop. I said, oh, okay. Here's the thing. Thankfully, thankfully, nobody was injured. My school's on a pretty, like, secure place, I would say, in terms of, like, property. I don't know. Just, like, general, like, things you probably should not do, should not bring. OMG. That also makes me think of another story. Anyway, nobody, nobody was hurt. Nobody was shot. Thank goodness. Yeah. It, when I tell you, it was literally kids just, like, being dumb. Like, dumb. showing off for no reason. Like, why would you bring a gun here? Yeah. Out of all places? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's a little, it's a little odd. Yeah. Now, first of all. But from what I know, that basically the police were there immediately. It might have been base police. Maybe. What bothers me, not to cut you off, but Mm -hmm. what bothers me is that there was this talk about, oh, yeah, we're going to send the kids home early. But then you stayed at school the whole time. Like, don't make this fuss to, like, the parents and, like, their loved ones about how, yeah, we're ending school early. Yes. Oh. Yeah, they told us that y'all were getting off early because of it. Uh, that y'all be sent that. home early don't and then that. y'all never came home. So I'm sitting here like worried. I'm, I'm like, okay. Because that happened at like, what, 11, 12 o'clock, I think? Yeah, that was like second period. That was like, see, that, was, that happened. I kid you not. It was like two minutes or something before the bell for the end of second period rang. That was like mm. 10, 30 something. See, that's a problem. Like right before we were about to go like out the door. Yeah. And I can't imagine what the halls would be like if the bell already rang. Yeah. And we heard that. Yeah. Dude. That's wild. Right. But it really, I think, because it looked like that. Mm-hmm. Like They, I don't even know where to start with this. I think they brought the gun simply to show off that they had it like somewhere in their house. It was mm-hmm. probably their daddy's. And they were dumb enough. Mm-hmm. My, there was like three people in the bathroom. Someone was recording. I'm assuming they knew he had... No. Oh, so the person that yeah. was recording didn't know. I don't think he knew. Okay. Because there there are three people. The person who had the gun. The person who was in there. Just a whole bunch of jewelry on for no reason. I guess she's trying oh, to show off them. with them. Okay. Yeah. And the guy who was recording. But here's the thing. The two guys who didn't have the gun, it looked like they were genuinely, like, shocked. They were just like, oh, okay. Mmm... 
you can see from the video, like, the video cut off, and the guy that was beside the dude who had the gun, he, like, backed up a little bit. Like, yeah. Oh. It's like, this is At fine. least that's what it looks like, basically. Wow. And mind you, their Instagram profile is public, so everybody ended up everybody seeing Everybody saw it. that. Yeah. People are so bold. No, really. That was always one of my greatest fears. I mean, it can happen anywhere, yes. But I knew that when you started going to public school, that would be more of like a reality or more of a possibility yeah. that you would be able to experience. So when it actually happened, I was like, y'all got me messed all the way up. Like, I wanted to no, pull really. up and get you. But they were like, parents are not allowed to come to the school. No, dude. Like, they were dead serious about it. They said, like, nobody is leaving. Nobody is coming in. The police got there and they closed the gates. Oh, wow. Yeah. I would have hopped the gate. Like, the only... It, it's pretty tall, and it's wired. Oh, never mind. I would die. <laughs> um, it's definitely But, sweet. yeah, they, they were very serious about that. They cut it off. Yeah. Um, once they announced that, like, the whole school went, like, silent, pretty much. The worst part is that the classroom I was in, she didn't have anything covering her window at the time. And I think that... Well, specifically her. Don't know what you're going through, but dang, man. Yeah. Um, so did they suspend him? I think he got expelled. I don't oh, know what happened after that, sorry. but I don't think he's going there anymore. Uh, I would hope not. I, I would be homeschooled from there, from here on out if I were him. Yeah, because that's going to stay with him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he got charged or not. I don't. I do not know what happened after that. Okay. Wow. Oh, but the classroom I was in, I think, and I don't blame my teacher for this because she seems to be like not super like anxious but okay no actually no not just her you have responsibility over like 30 kids right now yeah okay for like e every hour that goes by and now there's like this threat and now you have to put their lives before yours it's very scary it is and the worst part is that i could see she was like freaking out because first of all our classroom isn't super big but there's also nothing that we could do to cover the door window not nothing to do, uh, but I think she was so freaked out that she probably wasn't sure what to do. Yeah. All she knew was that we had to get in the corner and, like, squat, basically. Yeah. I think that's what pisses me off now. It's like, there should be no reason why anybody should be in a position where that is the case. Right. You should not have to go through active shooter drills. And there's no reason why teachers should be prepped and trained for things like this. Exactly. Like, and I, all, I genuinely, in my heart of hearts, feel that if health wasn't such an issue health resources weren't so hard to get no matter how easy or accessible they are now it's still very hard to get and i say this as somebody that struggles with health insurance you know or just mm -hmm. like because the yeah. fact that i have it and i can't even use it after i've proven hey this is me this is what i do you know yeah that bothers me like nobody right. should ever i feel like if like I said, if healthcare was more accessible, we probably wouldn't even be having a lot of situations like this. Or if people had other, you know, family members or loved ones in their lives that encouraged them to take advantage or take care of their mental health, we wouldn't be having any situations like this. I'm not saying that this happened in this instance, mm -hmm. but there's also a lack of, of respect that not only he had, but there's also a level of accessibility that he has. Because no matter what type right. of gun it is, why do you have access to it? Right. And why did you take it to school? Exactly. 
and specifically because of where our school is. That's yeah. what's really getting me. Yeah. It's like, bro, like, how did you I don't get that know through? what you could be charged with, but I, I feel like it might be just as serious because of where we are. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. I'm okay. I think it's only because nothing necessarily happened that I am okay. Right, that like you didn't in a position where you had to yeah. run. It's like, don't get me wrong. It's still shocking to like your system because it's just like, oh, this is really happening, you mm-hmm. know? I just hope that you're never in a position like that again. Probably the worst part of the experience for me is that I was almost, I guess, waiting to hear something. Mm. Mostly because just like, what do I have to do kind of thing. Because yeah. I know where the where my closest exit is. Yeah. And that's probably the worst part of this whole situation. I'm sure almost everybody in the school has thought about some kind of... Escape plan. Or just like, just students in general, just like nationally just thinking about where they could go and what they would have to do if they can't get out it's really unfortunate to see teachers on like social media like show these hacks and stuff like how you can lock the door or like how you can hide whatever this that and the third and i think it's even worse for i call them tiny children so really anybody who's like in elementary school Mm -hmm. because that was it i forgot which where it was was it new mexico i think so that really i thought the most recent one yeah, with the elementary school kids. Oh, no, that was Uvalde, um, Texas. Oh, uh, Texas. That really upset me because she was like, dang, bro. Yeah. Like, don't be wrong. You shouldn't do that to anybody. Like, bro, these are kids. kids. And yeah. the worst part is that no child should ever have to go through, like, yeah. safety drills or, like, what you could do just in case something like this happens. Yeah. It's like, that just show so much about how much yeah that reminds me of like aren't cared about right that reminds me of sandy hook sandy hook was like yeah because they should have been those kids actually should have been oh i think like in their 20s like early 20s yeah. this year i could be wrong either late teens or early 20s but i think it's early mm. 20s i remember when it happened but you know what's so funny about that too this is also part of the roe v wade situation thing about what i'm about to say mm-hmm. you know how people say what if they talking about the fetus what if they could have cured cancer you know but then i think they're talking about a high school shooting that happened it's just like the missing class i think that's what they're talking about I'm it's like it's really connection whoever is trying to make it's Hmm? I'm trying to understand the connection. Oh, okay. So basically, pro-lifers, quote-unquote, yeah. defending fetus saying, what if they could have cured cancer? Okay, what about the high school students that were about to graduate or who mm-hmm. were going to graduate soon that yeah. literally got shot and died? Yeah, it's disappointing. It's, it is. It's, it's heavy. It's really oh, unfortunate. Now, now I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really sad. Like, it's it's a heavy. And I'm just really grateful that you're still here because that was probably my biggest concern. I was more yeah. so worried about you not making it back home. Yeah. So, and you know, I'm I'm crazy. So they could stop me. <laughs> I was ready to run, boot and all, to go get you. So like, not the boot. Oh no, the boot was before this. I mean, after uh, this. Yeah. But if I had the boot, that was before I'd, that. Yeah, this was before the boot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm just saying that even with or without the boot, I would have been booking it to go oh. get you. They tell me not to come. I'm coming. I'm coming. Give me ten minutes. But um, let's move. Let's shift. Um, shift gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what? I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try because I'm trying to figure out how to bounce back That's after that. That was like, like really heavy. Really heavy. <laughs> now I'm like, I feel like heavy. Um, but what 
I want this to be like the last thing we tackle as far as like being 16 before we go into anything else. What vision do you have for yourself for this milestone? 16 is a big deal. I hate that that happened right after a milestone, which is also why I'm asking this question. Like, do you have a certain vision for yourself? Like what you want your life to look like for this specific year? What, what do you want to do? Like, what, is, what does 16 look like to you? What do you want it to entail is what I'm asking. No. Okay. You're just not ready to grow up basically. Oh no, I just don't have an answer to that. Oh, okay. That works too. <laughs> You are the youngest of the four of us. What would you say, maybe instead of pinpointing one thing or just one thing with each sister, the sisterhood as a whole, what is something our relationship, the four of us, what has it taught you? Or what's something that stands out to you when it comes to the four of us? I think this could probably go for like any sibling relationship but we're not talking about you guys and i also don't care about you um or your relationship specifically because i'm talking about me anyway um but i would say no matter how annoyed we are with each other we typically don't mind helping each other out mm -hmm. you know because that's just i think kind of what happens you yeah know? because we're kind of like this Mm-hmm. What you mean, but kind of? Okay, sorry, go ahead. Arguably because we are siblings, but I think also because some part of us, of course, like, still cares. Because we aren't selfish people. No. Like, I, we aren't. Mm -mm. I don't think And so. we genuinely like each other. Right. Like, a lot. Unlike other people. We irritate each other, but, like, we actually genuinely, like, enjoy each other. Right. Okay. Because this is very important to me before we tap into anything else. I really want to ask you about my chunk. So, okay. and like, I want to ask you personally and selfishly, what's the best part <laughs> of being her TT Rain? And what's the hardest part of being her TT Rain? Hmm. And you can be completely honest with me. I don't know. You might. If you uh, don't hear from me again, you know why. <gasps> um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, I'll start with the hardest part first. Okay. Um, the hardest part is probably trying to understand what she's saying yeah like if i hear one specific word i'll ask her a question to confirm what she's talking about she kind of just looks at me sometimes mm -hmm. but i go with it anyway i think the hardest part is probably communicating with her mm -hmm. i think but i also love the way she talks it's so, so cute it's adorable that and you can be just for kids in general mm -hmm. it's really hard to keep your cool but it's also really important because you don't want to make them feel like what they're doing is bad necessarily yes it's like don't get me wrong it's not that you should absolutely hide every single emotion you have from your kid or just children you're around mm -hmm. but it's also like you can be honest without um i guess being mean or mm -hmm. and if you do like snap you can always apologize yeah and i think that's... people have their moments yeah, I think that's the disconnect that a lot of people have. Like, a lot of people that are older than children, whatever the age gap is. So, mm -hmm. in y'all's case, it's 12 years, which is wild. But, like, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> oh, Take time. just the input. Thank you. It's um really just, like, the importance of apologizing and acknowledging, like, you know what? My big feelings have nothing to do with you and your big feelings. This is how I responded. It's how it made me feel. It's not connected necessarily. And, like, no one should, F I feel no one should ever be too proud to apologize to a child if they're wrong. And I think also why yeah. I'm so big on it is because daddy and his side do not apologize to children like that. Or yeah. at all. And they'll be dead ass wrong. And I always knew that whenever I was going to become a parent... I would never be that. I know that there are times where, like, I react in a way where it's like, you know what? I, I 
I could have handled that a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the most important part when it comes to parents. It's validating. Yeah. And I would never want Tyler to ever feel small, yeah. you know? I think it's also important to acknowledge that because, again, everybody has their moments. And it's important to apologize, like you said, because you don't, it's validating. Mm-hmm. It's like reassuring your relationship almost. Mm. It's like, because everything could switch. It happens all the time. Yeah. A parent could just be like, you know what? F you. Right. You know? And just be like, you know what? You, you get out of my house when you turn 17, actually. Right. Not 18, 17. So you better start working, you know? Um, yeah. Everything's just flipping a switch. And kids are very... I don't say this in a way people typically do. I say this because it's normalized. And I think mm-hmm. it can happen just, like, through generations in a way. Because it's mm-hmm. something that's taught. It's um teaching your kids that you don't care i guess Mm, mm -hmm. i think that's verbally genetic i'm going to say that yes not genetic um taught yeah yeah like generationally yes that that's what it is i think that's probably the hardest part for me when it comes to being tyler's mom it's like i know it's really ironic because tyler tyler's parents both me and diarius we are the ones in our families that are meant to break the generational cycles. I think the difference between the two of us is that I am more willing than he is. And because she's always with me, I think that she can see that. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I need, as much as I always miss her, I need that time away from her. Like, whether she's just with her Mimi or she's with Mima or she's with him, whoever is on that side, Mm -hmm. side, excuse me, I need that time away to reset so I can be an even better mom to her. Because sometimes I get to a breaking point, like, I'm on autopilot autopilot oh i can't talk i'll be like you know what i'm saying just yeah. you know like computer shutting down. yes and it gets to a point where sometimes it's like i get so frustrated unless she's asked me for the same thing sometimes i can't understand her the times that i do yeah. she's not patient like you know she's little like she wants what she wants and i get it and i don't yeah. take it personally but like me as an adult it's like girl i'm giving my best every day damn it like i'm trying okay right. like just wait can I breathe? I think that's also the hardest part. Not definitely not on the same level because you're yeah. her mom. Um, yeah. What's the so easiest I, I, part? The easiest part. Hmm. I feel like the easiest part, outside looking, if I were to pinpoint anything, and I say this as your sister and has her mom, it's like I like that she doesn't give you. I was going to say she time. makes it easier for me. Yes. I was going to say that's what the easy part is. She makes it easy for me. You know what's crazy? She's like that with like, me too. You really? know, like. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's something about the babies, like, of the babies the aunts and uncles. Because <laughs> she has uncles on one side, aunts on another, and it's the babies that she gets along with the best. I don't know what it is, but, like, she doesn't give y'all a hard time. Everyone I else think, does that. why I can't pinpoint it, because she usually she doesn't really give me a hard time. Yeah. Specifically, what comes to my space, so I ask her not to touch something or... Even if it's not in my space or I ask her to, like, put it down, she might hesitate, but she will, like, listen after, like, the second time. Mm-hmm. And I don't fuss at her. Mm-mm. She gravitates towards you in a way where it's, like, like, you talk to her and she talks back. Like, it's, right. you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. more like, like, I've seen y'all in action and, like, y'all are just chilling. And with me, it'd be right. like, ah! And she's, like, throwing her head back and it's, right. like, all that. But, like, with you, I'm not saying she it's hasn't done that crazy. with you, but, like, when she's with you, yeah. it's just, like, vibes. I think what's also fun about her is that she likes just being on me. Like yeah, that's what... Like, the video I sent you. Yeah. She yeah. loves being on you. It's she all quite literally just walks over and leans on me. <laughs> or just stands by me sometimes. 
<laughs> That's very true. Or it really has been that way from jump. Or if she comes into our room, or if like I'm in the kitchen, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. She's like, it's my bestie. Right. <laughs> I love her. That's my girl. Oh, I miss her so much. I can't wait for her to come back home. Last question about Chunk. And I feel like this may be like something big, but, and it's okay if you don't know yet, mm -hmm. but if there's one thing that you do want to instill in her or something that you want, a piece of advice that you would want her to carry with her through her days, what would it be? It's more like when she, hmm, I guess specifically when she gets older, I kind of just want her to treat men like dirt. Not in the way people would think I'm saying it, but in a way where it's like, I'm not easy. Kind yes. Of, you know? Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. It's like, you know your worth, you add tax, and it's like breadcrumbing. It's like, I'm exactly. not going to give you everything right away. Exactly. Like, you got to work for this. But if I had to pick something for how young she is now, I would say, I don't know, maybe something relating to confidence because she's a dark-skinned black girl. Yeah. And I've thought about that sometimes. I think about that all the know? time. You know? And just people, people are nasty, yeah. you know? So it's very important especially because she's a dark-skinned black girl she's gonna that have she harder. has that confidence yeah. within herself yeah 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 gonna unpack a little bit you know i think mm -hmm. that's probably one of the um the hardest parts about rayvon mm -hmm. being her dad because he is very a lot of the things that he is uncomfortable within himself he projects onto tyler he really does like this man actually sucks he's very uncomfortable with his skin tone i mean it it's it shows you know yeah. it's like he puts anybody that's lighter than him on some sort of pedestal and he thinks like it's like they're like the the cream of the crop like right. the like the star like the number one type of vibe and mm. it's like that that's not it in alignment with what you just said he was talking about how or rather this is when i was pregnant with her i will never forget this i was before the whole suicide attempt thing like literally the mm -hmm. day of in the morning oh, and wow. yeah and i was telling him in our bed i was like you know i was like i want her to be oh he was worried about me boosting her ego too much and he wanted her to be humble i was like oh okay. you wanted out no no right 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 right. but i said to him i was like you know she needs to i say she is going to be a brown-skinned girl in america confidence is the only option that's right. the only choice like i was like i need my child to wake up and choose self-confidence every day self-worth self-love and i will instill that in her by any means necessary he was worried about the hype getting to her head and i'm like would you not want that for your child like would you not want because there was a 50 50 chance she was gonna be dark-skinned right. you know what i'm saying we both, both got really you. strong genes right. we both have dark-skinned family members and light-skinned family members it could go either way also you're browner than us i'm the darkest like, outside of child outside of tyler outside of my child I'm the darkest person in our house. The darkest person in our house. And that's always been, I'm not going to say it was like a hard thing for me. It never has been a hard thing, but it's always been apparent. Like I like I think about pictures growing up and I was clearly the darkest person in the house. Like not it, it never bothered me because I love the skin I'm in. But I always knew that whenever I did have children later on in life, I knew that my child would have no choice but to be confident in their skin, especially right. my daughter, because she's looking to me. And if I don't embody that, then what is she really going to look to? She can't look to her dad who right. automatically thinks that he's unattractive because he's darker you know tyler right. has my undertones but his skin tone mm -hmm. so she has like this beautiful this beautiful tone and what i love is that you know what's even crazier 
I, I say things to her at night before she goes to bed, like as she's shutting down for the night. I'm like, you know, you're so beautiful. Yes. You know, you're smart. Yes. Like, you're my best she friend. She is very smart. Yeah, very smart. I'm like, you're my best friend. Yes. One time he was on FaceTime with us. I will never forget it. He was like, I don't know what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish. I don't know what you're trying to make me think, what you're trying to start. But I don't know what that's about, but I don't like it. Okay. I'm like, okay, See. I speak affirmations to our child every night. Something that you do not do. Right. And here's the thing about that, too. And outside of, like, um, colorism, Ooh. why would you not want your child to be like sure of themselves yeah I, yes what yeah i remember listen bro listen i know you have little to no brain cells and that's being generous even then but <laughs> to say that about your kid is so weird it's nasty. like listen i understand people have trauma i don't know what happened for real? I don't need to know. I honestly do not care. I do. Um, but my thing is... His like, skin got dark I, over time and I, it made him uncomfortable with himself. And he blames it on being in the sun and playing football. Okay, well, and, duh. Yes, but you don't get a permanent tan from being outside in the sun. Right. You are literally meant to be a dark-skinned man and that's also okay. Right. Fucking weirdo. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. It's like just as important. Yes. Because... Yeah. Of her skin tone unfortunately she's so beautiful she is. she's, she's so, so beautiful cute. she came out the womb as beautiful as can be like i had a vision of her she a, very cute face. a couple oh, the cutest face especially when her like her hair is pulled up and her eyes do the little thing oh the best little face the cutest i remember um he and i got into an argument last summer around probably around this time last year maybe sometime after and i remember telling him i was like you know for a lot of my life, I was very confident and I gave people the power to take that confidence away because they were so intimidated by me and my life. I lost a sense of myself and my self-worth and it took a lot of my life or my, my adult life where I am now to get to this space where I am today. And I was like, and that is something that I never want our child to go through. I let people take my voice away my power my confidence my self-love away from me and with our child i was like she's opinionated she is honest she is vocal <laughs> she is loud and she knows what she wants she knows who she is she's so sure of herself and i was like i won't let anybody yeah. including you take that away from her just because of where yeah. you are in your life i was like i've already done that i was like yeah. and i found myself again but just because you haven't found yourself, that doesn't mean that our child has to have the same experiences that you do. Automatically, right. she's going to have it harder because she's darker. I worry about, I'm going to be really honest. I'm trying not to get emotional, but I worry about the times when she starts to get older and she understands, you know, the different yeah. shades of brown. I don't ever want her to be up under her roof and think that she's less than because we're lighter than she is. Right. I don't want her, I, I worry about like, you know, answering the question of like, because I know she's going to ask me, okay, why am I this color and you're that color? I don't ever want her to feel like she's not a enough and i can't I, I i can't control what happens beyond our four walls when she goes to school and when she's hanging out with people like i mean i can't see anybody saying that she's not a beautiful girl but i can right. see people treating her differently because yeah. she's darker and that is probably Even if it's what, unconscious unconscious bias which 
doesn't know automatically at all. and i told him that I, I told him that too i was like you i was like our child is literally a black woman in america i was like i was like in the eyes of a white man a white woman she is beneath you and you are beneath them so imagine how much harder she has it than you you right. don't think i have it hard it's not a competition it's the fact that your child will eventually be a young black woman in america and right. she will have it harder than you ever will you ever will i was like we as slaves our people our ancestors he's so far he's so disconnected from this it's actually scary i told him i was like you know our and i'm, I'm gonna tell you how far he how far disconnected he is from this in a second i told him i was like how can you no 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 i was like our ancestors we nursed white babies right with our, i still think that's with crazy our, bro. with our breast we did that we did that <laughs> And then, what else did I say? I was like, I said, we were seen as tools. We were seen as objects. Right. And then, you know and what his dumbass said? You know what his dumbass said? Well, what could we have done to prevent that? What? what Bro, if, no. He's on that very big Bro. slavery. Like, it, it, without really saying it, slavery is a choice type of energy. And I was like, okay, you you not here, bro. Kind of First, And then, oh, let's, let's also this. keep in mind that he's not pro-black. But it's the first person to be like, I'm a dark-skinned black man in America. Okay. Da -da 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 -da. Here's my problem with that. Great that he acknowledges that. Sure. My only problem is... You have an issue with me taking pride in my blackness. Right. Bro, listen. I'm sorry that in a way, like, your self-hatred definitely is, like, from... It's deep rooted. White supremacy. If you ever watch the Boondocks, that is Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> That's his nephew, bro. Good night. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's RJ. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Um, I don't know it. Yeah. What do you even say to that? Honestly, yeah. it's like that's just really it's sad. unfortunate. Yeah, like, you it's really like, loathe yourself. And I'm not Wait. even. And, but look, here's the thing. That's when we're scratching the surface with the stuff that he projects oh, onto I Tyler. I There's a lot of stuff yeah. that he's projected onto her. See, here's my thing. And I'm like, absolutely not. The whole, what could, quote unquote, what could we have done to prevent that thing? Bro, I don't think you realize, and I know he doesn't. I just, you know he doesn't. It's like, I don't know if you realize, but black men also don't care about black women. Hello! He is one of the black men that clearly does not care black, right. about black women. Bro, like, you are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. It sucks because every time I give him the benefit of the doubt, like, recently... Recently, he just shows me why I cannot give him the benefit of the doubt. He always want. He's always like, "Well, what about men? Who's protecting men?" Okay, see, no. but like you're not even protecting a black woman. Right. You're not like you can't even protect me because you are literally a direct threat well, well, to me. Right, and here's the thing with that too. Everything stems back from racism. Okay, let's just get that <laughs> out of the way. So, men's mental health, men's health overall. Oh, I love when it he whips out the important. mental health card. Dude, love when like, he don't get me wrong. You are the prime example of why it's important. But, like, <laughs> it's not an excuse, though. No. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. It's one thing to acknowledge that you need help, but it's also another thing to weaponize it. Ooh, come this, on. This is why you're not getting sympathy anymore. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure sometimes people probably, like, cannot control that. But the problem is that you pretend to care yeah. about what you're doing to other people. Yeah. That's the problem. Ooh. I forgot my original point, but just know that it's the white man's fault. Literally. It literally is. It also, doesn't even matter what it is, but it goes right back to since it. We're t since we're blaming white people for everything, because it is their fault. Did you guys know that the reason why I have allergies is because of white people? 
Fun fact. Basically, right? Female trees produce fruit. No female trees because so many trees, no fruit, right? Male trees, no fruit. Whole bunch of pollen. That's why you sniffling all the time. Thank you. The men are always the problem. Exactly. Always the problem. Exactly. Mm. I want to get back to you because I know we had like a nice little tangent. Yeah. And um, but I think it also I think it also helps because this is in light of like mental health and stuff like that. I know I was like asking you in the beginning like how are you really doing? I want to ask you where your happiness is now and what happiness looks like to you. To be honest, being able to drive wherever I want, mm -hmm. graduating from high school, stable job until I get married, and then my person pays for everything. Um, felt that. And honestly, getting you low. Why can't I be at the wedding? Why can't I be at yours? You definitely posted something like almost two weeks ago saying, you know what, just go have that wedding. F all them other people. You definitely Oh, posted first of that. all, I'm talking about having something really, really big. I don't necessarily want something really, really big, but I want something really nice and lavish and intimate because I don't be trusting a lot of people. Yes, lavish and intimate. Intimate. Um, I can't talk today. I keep putting ends in random was. words. Go ahead. I mean, eventually I will have a wedding. I don't know who I would invite. But mm -hmm. we'll see. What's a quality that your person has to have later down the road? I know we talked about it before, but I mean, you've changed since then. I'm sure your standards have increased even more. So like, what is essential for you? Like, what are you seeking? I think I need someone. <laughs> okay, not in like an annoying kind of like way, but someone who's probably a little more realistic than me in terms of like... Everything. Yes. You're a Pisces, so... Pisces, y'all live in another world. A lot of the time mm -hmm. everything is very like dreamy for you guys like very like light-hearted warm fuzzy energy <laughs> i also say this has the pisces rising in saturn so i get it but that virgo and that scorpio keep me hella grounded so i'll be okay. like all right i, I can't I, you know for me stability is very important and also i really like i want to be like nurtured i'm such a nurturer you know how people are always like who's gonna take care of the healers who's gonna surprise the ones that are always giving surprises see here's That's my me. problem with you with that you too nosy to be surprised so you're gonna have to stop i really am trying okay see but here's my thing if you ask somebody something because you think it's something to relate to your surprise you gotta either not ask or either take staring at staring at you as an answer i can work on that i can do that i think that like for me like i really i need a partner that is grounded and centered sure of themselves and has no issue with taking care of me for me because for a lot of my adult life i've felt a lot Honestly, all of my adult life, I have been in positions where I'm not safe. And mm -hmm. I'm talking about on a physical level, especially that, as everyone knows, unfortunately. Physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, like financially, I need to be safe. And I need to be myself. If I can't be myself with you, we will never have anything. Like, if you can't get my mind working and you, if I can't trust you with my thoughts, my feelings, my actions, my words, we will never work. If you don't get my mind moving, we will never work. Like, there's just some non-negotiables for me, and those are, like, definitely up there. And also, because I can and I'm your sister, are you looking for anything right now? Or are you no. just, like, vibes? I'm not looking for anything right now. Yeah, I feel you. Mostly because I think I shouldn't. I get that. I don't think people in high school should date. <laughs> I get that. Okay, actually, no. I don't think I should date during high school. Everybody else, I don't really care about for real. I understand. You know, for me, like, I'm always talking about, like, how I'm not looking for anything. But the Libra in me is always like, I just want to be loved. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm so, I'm very much in love with myself to the point where, like, I'm comfortable with my solitude. I'm comfortable with myself. And I love my own company. But I'm in a space now, and I've always been this type of lover.
I want to be able to like share my life with somebody. I want to be able to share the parts of myself that I keep away from people now. For me, trust is like such a big thing. And I have so much love to give, which is why I always want to be with somebody. But I'm always open to like energy when it comes my way. I don't always give people attention. But it's frustrating because it's like I want to be able to be like, yeah, like I want something new without feeling like, but I got to be guarded. Because right. you know, you've been hurt before. A lot of my life right now was dedicated to motherhood and business and I was actually just saying this the other day LaShawn made me think this it's like I've been so caught up in what I didn't even realize was survival mode just to take care of Tyler and myself to protect myself protect her and make sure that we are taken care of as a unit that I've lost sight of who I am and what I enjoy outside of baking cookies what I enjoy outside of practicing yoga like I feel like I'm limited in a lot of ways because of how chaotic Gravon is like I always right. want new experiences and I want to have fun but then I always feel like he's gonna like come in ruin stuff right. and sometimes I feel like I can't even afford to do the things that make me happy because all I'm really focused on is making sure that Tyler has everything she needs I was gonna say I think it's funny because I like kind of the opposite in a way yeah and well it was one specific part i forgot what you said i think i need one of those houses where you know it's like the one little part that connects mm -hmm. like two sets. i think i need one of those it's like i love you but like i need my space exactly too. so i'm i'm gonna sleep in my room really honestly that's not aquarius okay see you got a lot of air energy but I, also, I also like being up under people sometimes so if i like you because let me tell you something my physical touch like if i if i'm comfortable with you i'll touch up on you and it took me a long time to get comfortable touching people again after the stuff that i've been through i hate saying this out loud and i don't remember if i've talked about this when any of my recent podcast episodes but once i started therapy and really like tapping back into like all of my bullshit all of my healing my shadow work and all of that yeah we're getting we're getting a little crazy yeah. we're getting a little crazy i can i can yeah. i can hear yeah 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 I, um, it sounds really bad, but it was hard for me to like, like show affection physically to Tyler. And I hate saying that, but it's understandable. It's, it was hard because I couldn't even do it with myself. You're talking about, I had a hard time. Like my depression was so bad that I had a hard time showering, touching myself. It felt so uncomfortable, which is also why I'm so... Yeah, because of all of like the abuse and all the assaults that I had endured for like years. Years, yeah. which is crazy. I... You know what I hate actually I had about that is that the when it comes to hygiene like depression and just whatever else someone's going through it's so frowned upon but it's like bro you don't I'm quite know. literally going through it yeah like, my customers made me feel like I couldn't even afford to shower which is what made yeah. which which is also what added to my depression I would be I would literally be in the shower and I would get hella calls and texts from customers that's why I'd be like I can't I can't do nothing I can't do anything sorry go ahead Oh, no, that was really it. I was just saying. Oh, okay. But I'm glad to see the people are, specifically on TikTok, from what I've seen, basically encouraging people to, you know, just, just try your best yeah. to dedicate whatever mm -hmm. hygiene moment thing, yeah. whatever, to yourself. Mm -hmm. if you can you know and like it's okay because it's okay normal as in like where it can some from sucks but it's also like it's a good that it's being said because yeah. people feel less alone and probably less gross about themselves yeah because it sucks that people feel gross about themselves because people are yeah it's like bro i quite literally am in hell right now right it's like i'm literally literally fighting for my life literally that's that's kind of how it felt for me like i never saw that happening for me going back to like physical touch with tyler like there were times where like 
I found myself like rubbing her like at least like I would have to set a timer for like at least five minutes to like rub her arm rub her tummy to get comfortable with physical touch again it took me months to allow somebody in my personal space again outside of my family before it was more like I had to like work my way up to it if I like pat your leg or if like I poke you that's like me working through that part of my trauma even like a handshake was too much for me so it gets real and I um yeah that was like a huge tangent but like safety is very important and also be nice to people that are going through things like right. just just be nice especially to what comes to hygiene bro especially that because you really never know what's going what someone's going through it could be a financial thing that they don't have access to stuff like because yeah, i remember when we were taking uh like basically mandatory testing i'll call it that it was like a state test mm -hmm. i was in the library because i didn't have to take it i overheard um these two people talking about some girl i guess she just didn't smell good or something yeah um and it was known obviously i guess but i just listen i'm not saying that you can't acknowledge that something doesn't smell good but at the same time it's like it's like she's right there exactly i'm not gonna hold you when i was a child i'm talking like a child like first second grade i was the cool girl and and i remember having one of those mean girl moments just like that um, not even thinking like I never understood why they always came to school looking like so unkept yes and I had a moment where like I talked trash I said a really mean comment I'm not gonna repeat it I never said it to them but I said it to my friends I know I also knew myself well enough to know that like wow I only said that to impress people not mm -hmm. even because I actually meant it, you know? Their their mom was, like, a teacher at our school, and, like, they had hella siblings. Uh, I don't know what they could have been going through. I definitely had that mean girl moment. I've also been the girl that's been made fun of. On that, on the other side of things, I always knew it could go any way. It can come from anybody. And you just gotta be nice to people. Like, yeah. I look back at that part of my life, even though I was a kid, like, and I was very immature and naive and, you know? It's just like that. It just wasn't okay. It's like, damn, like, Alicia, that is not in your character. Why would you do that to impress somebody? Right. Like, and I've never, and I made sure I made a point to never do that again. And I, and I, I've stuck true to that. Cause I'm like, my mama did not raise me like that. If my mama knew what I said. She, she would have been hot. She would have been like, what? That is not how I raised you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, and it takes a lot for Michelle to like, get Listen, nothing but. I just, I'm not even saying this from like a jokey standpoint. I like legitimately. I'm just like, I don't like saying I'm her. glad we didn't get whooped as children. Yeah. And people be like that. Well, Rayvon being people, that's a part of y'all's problem now. Y'all ain't get whipped. I didn't have a reason to be. I'm like you. Anyway. Literally. Quite literally. You know what I would have to do for my mom to do that? Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. I have a series of questions per usual, and I just really want to, like, pick your, your brain and kind of see where you are with okay. life. In light of what I just said, this is actually, I guess, something that I could ask you, too. What makes you feel or what has made you feel unsafe and what does make you feel safe? People basically brushing off what I said mm. or hypocrisy. Yes. Definitely hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. For sure. What makes you feel safe? Okay. People can ask questions. People can ask like why or something. But I would say what makes me feel safe is just being told okay when I request something. Specifically when it comes to myself, not like buying something for me. Mm -hmm. It's like reaffirming in a way. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. I don't think I have much to give to that question. No, it's okay. No, no, no. No, I receive that. I receive it. I do. You know, and also, what are you passionate about? Mm. 
you know what i as of late i've been very passionate about cutting off people from elementary school Ooh, i have like don't get me wrong couple people i'm not even beefing with them i just i have no reason to follow you i don't want you to follow me i honestly don't want to speak to you it is what it is however comma i'm passionate about people knowing that i'm watching them that's what i did the other day actually i found like people i went to elementary school with i found their accounts just because i wanted to see what they were doing but either it was private or they didn't have posts. I am being jokey when I say that, but I don't know, I like drawing. I haven't like sketched something in like a while because of school. So I did it like a couple of times mm -hmm. in like the past week or something. So that was fun. Um, but I really like drawing. I really love creating characters and stories. I mean, don't get me wrong. I haven't started writing like half of them, but that's okay. I don't know, I just, I love creating characters because my mind quite literally creates everything <laughs> from anything. And that, that's what I enjoy about myself too. I can find a character in anything. Yeah. Making characters is fun. I don't know, it's like, it's like a different kind of depth you get to have because you get to be a part of the behind the scenes. Like you actually get to be there, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's one thing to watch that for like a show, but it's like, no, these are yours. Right. And it's so like you determine the storyline and you right. give it like And it's so fun because all of them are like a part of me in a way. Mm -hmm. Or part of like what was me, like when I was younger. Mm. I don't know. Ooh. I like that little segue. So I love talking about journaling and healing, as mm. you know. And I'm all about like inner child work and like acknowledging stuff that my inner child needed or, you know, nurturing my inner child now. I know that you're 16, but still we all have our inner child. Mm -hmm. What's a lesson that your inner child has recently received from you? Mm, I need to color more. Me too. <laughs> I've had the strongest urge no, to really. pick up the 150 pack of colored pencils because I don't know where mine went. Go get my adult coloring book. We I need want, to go. Like, the We're going to Target ones. today. We're going to Target today. I get, like the. We're going to Target today. Like the cartoony ones, like the kid ones. I want like those. Oh yeah, like the twelve pack. Yeah. Oh, I also want like a Lisa Frank one though. Oh wow! We have to go to Target. I love Lisa Frank. Gotta go to Target. Okay. Yeah. And when you and when you last journaled or like when you journaled, right? What's a reality that hits you in the face or like a realization that you've come to? Because you know it's crazy how stuff just like comes out. When you're journaling, you'd be like, and hey, you know what? Da -da 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 -da. It's like mm -hmm. you can really face yourself. So like you don't have to go too in depth, but what's something, a reality that's you've either come to terms with something that it's like, oh, light bulb goes off. Like what is something that really like stuck out to you during your journaling? Oh well, it's I don't think I've had a moment like that. But what I will say is that I'm kind of taking a break from journaling because sometimes you have to experience it's life. like it's not even that. It's like sometimes what you enjoy doing it starts to feel like a task and you don't want it to feel like a task. It's like, you have to treat it like a person. Sometimes you need to spend some time away. Yeah. You know, that's what it is for me right now. Yeah. You know, and that's crazy. It's really crazy that you say that. Cause you know, like these last couple of weeks have been very turbulent for me and I have my to-do list, right? For every, like, just like something that I try to accomplish every day. If I don't do it, fine. That's over like four things. But mm -hmm. like, 
mind your business so like reading and journaling is always on that list for me reading i should be doing more of like i've I, i've it's been like on pause for me so that's also Same. why i keep rereading books again like starting from the beginning because mm-hmm. i'm like dag where'd i leave off but then sometimes it's so wordy that i'm like dag do i really want to go back to the beginning or just do i literally just pick up where i left off journaling is always something that i try to accomplish because of my emotional detox prep for the cleanse process and the last couple of weeks of my life have been very turbulent and it's like i want to write down everything that i've been dealing with I want to let it out. But sometimes you really do just have to allow yourself time to sit and process and go through those motions. You don't have to write down every single thing that happens to you good and bad. But you also have to honor yourself in the way where it's like, okay, you have to sit with it. You got to acknowledge it. Go through the motions. Let them go. Sometimes for me, that's more than a notion. Actually, with that being said, what keeps you grounded? I love to ask people that because this year for me has been all about grounding myself and staying with my center, finding my center and staying with it and nurturing it. So what keeps you grounded? Mm, minding my business. <laughs> I minding my that. business. Um, honestly, if something like, I don't know, like shifts me the wrong way, then de- depending on what happened, I'll probably just do something to take my mind off of it. Yeah. Just to kind of like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, you know. So when you're like, I'll watch something or, hmm, or I'll journal. Mm-hmm. Maybe see, but my problem with that is, is that I get tired of writing sometimes. Yeah, my hand be cramped. No, really, like, it's oh like, my all right, God. okay, right. It's like right there in like this little area. Yes, mm-hmm. that, and it's like it's not painful, but it's like an uncomfortable. Like it's mm-hmm. painfully uncomfortable. That's yeah. what it is. For me, it's painful because of um, arthritis. Baking in the kitchen, that yeah. too. Yeah, I know I have arthritis because my knees be burning. I just be standing and I'll be like, <sighs> fighting for my life. Fighting for my life. I'm screaming. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, probably just watching something I enjoy or... Doing what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like listening to music, probably. Mm. You do like music a lot. You do. It's because I create music videos in my head. I, look, don't let it be raining outside. <laughs> Man, I'll be like, <laughs> along the window. <laughs> right? <laughs> Leaning on the wall. I'm screaming. <laughs> What would you say is your biggest motivation? Keeps mm. you going. The fear of who I love the most not seeing me succeed. Mm. I'd very much like people to be alive for that. <laughs> yeah. So I'd say that. That and um, just the possibility of regretting something. Yeah. Like actually sitting there and be like, wow, maybe I do regret that. I don't want to be like 78 years old and I'm like surrounded with. Uh, whatever part of my family like family gathering or something and you know I take the time to reminisce and share my stories and what I've done it's just like oh you know I didn't actually do what I wanted to do yeah sometimes you gotta like take a bet on yourself yeah you really have to like sometimes you have to embarrass yourself you do you really do that's a great way to put it like that it also helps build your confidence argue like arguably it does like it doesn't matter how stupid you end up feeling i i think it's worth it because at least you tried you know yeah because you did it for yourself the worst thing you could do is not right the worst thing you you can do for yourself is to not try right because when you look back on it later down the road and you didn't try you're like dang like i really played myself i really failed myself and i always tell people like at the end of the day it really comes down to you right and like you got you and nobody's got you like you you always have to do things that honor the present version of yourself the past version of yourself and what they couldn't accomplish and 
the future self that you don't necessarily want to hyper focus on but you still want to make sure you're like you know what i'm trying to make sure that you taken care of later down the road because i did i'm doing this now right you know it's very easy to live with regrets because people like to stay in the space of second guessing themselves instead of going with their gut feeling sometimes the things that are the most uncomfortable are the things that are for you and you have to extend yourself grace you have to allow yourself to hold space for yourself and to embrace whatever is i, I the way i see it it's like you can't necessarily fail if you did something right about it you know what right. i mean because you you did it you tr- right you did something you chose to try but i remember something it's like this simplest thing ever but i remember my health teacher she wasn't even talking to me she said when i say anything is possible anything is possible you legitimately just have to decide and i was like wow you ain't say nothing mm, but a word that that's a fact i felt that yeah anything I feel really like is you, possible you also i think owe it to yourself because why wouldn't you want to do it yeah you know embarrassment and feeling stupid after aside if you weren't going to feel like that would you still do it Mm, right i feel like so often people go into things in life in general whether it's for personal reasons or for you know anything beyond that i think so often people worry about being shamed they worry about judgment they worry about and you know and honestly with especially with how social media is set is set up it's a doggy dog world like no really i've i've been i've and because i've been t- um i've been taking so much time away from social media over the last couple weeks i've really seen how cutthroat a lot of people can be it doesn't matter if they're joking or not everybody it shows me how opinionated everybody is yeah. you can like you can get dragged for the simplest of things and people will go all the way back no, i'm saying really. like it doesn't matter who you are you could be the best person on earth you could have one little moment where like people are clowning you for what you say meanwhile they're looking into your tweets they're looking into your posts on right. whatever social media it's platform like, and they drag you for right. for no reason people take one thing and literally run with it literally like bro i mispronounce let's say branch why are you looking at my tweets from 10 years ago when Literally. I said, you know what? I hate Yo Gabba Gabba. You got people out here trying to end my career now. Exactly. That's also why I don't believe in cancel culture. Yeah. Because one, it's just... People change and people grow. Right. And like, don't get me wrong. There's some things that are unforgivable, yes. Right. But, but you still have to accept it. Exactly. Like, let's take what Lizzo did, for example. She did not make that post lengthy. She addressed the situation. She apologized. And she fixed what she did. Yeah, immediately. And some people don't right. even do that. Like, bro, that was like, I think, the fastest, within two like, days. It was. I didn't even bro. think it was that bad, to be honest. Right. And it's like, Think about that one word that was in the song. Yeah. And it's like... I had no idea that was a slur. Same. But here's what... <laughs> You know, we're not going to... Yeah, I know exactly what you're thinking, so we don't have to talk about it. Yeah. I was going to say we talk about uh, the British over there. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, different conversation for a different day. Yeah. Um. Anyway, she fixed it immediately, and I think that alone shows that just you don't have to make this super extensive apology that's you're probably forcing anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, bro. Oh, you got like, to just like, yo, my I'm bad. Sor- right. I think acknowledging what you did was wrong, it just apologizing for it probably like the least you could do yeah you know like if something that can be fixed again like what Lizzo did then okay right cool but if it can't like if something you said like you said a slur that didn't belong to your group you know what I'm saying like I don't know about that yeah but (laughs) may not be forgivable for most people and you know maybe that's the way it should be I don't know um yeah but the most important part is that you acknowledge it you apologize for it and hopefully you have changed because mm. let's keep in mind that we are never going to know a celebrity personally unless no. we already knew them before fame yeah like most likely right I mean like hey if you know them now and they end up being your bestie 
good for you. Right. Do you usually say what's on your mind or no. do you hold back? And if you hold back, I, why? I usually hold back because specifically, I mostly if it's in the moment, I can be pretty snippy. Yes. And I also don't want to apologize later. Oh, you're that person. No. Uh, no, I'm just saying like, oh. cause you, so, you, okay, you don't no, want to snap the and then. Here's yeah. the thing. Oh, yeah. Mo- I don't want to have to apologize because it's just like, dang, that really happened. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That and I don't like confrontation. It just, I don't know. It I love confrontation. It feels awkward. Well, so. I don't love confrontation, but I like it in the sense of, of I like it in the We were but talking about this on the last from. episode. Wow. <laughs> like, literally, like, I'm, I'm so solution and resolution oriented. I like to get to the root of the problem. How can we fix it? Get it done. It's so funny because... I'm like the opposite. I'll probably forget about it, depending on how serious it was for me. See, my issue is that I can't forget. That's why, like, See, okay. things tend to stick with me. My problem is, too, and that's also is why I try that to grounded. I, I won't forget, but I also probably won't forgive you either. If it is your fault, I'm kind of like mommy in that way. 100%. Like, grudges. Like, don't be I'm not saying it's like, I'm going to treat you poorly or something, depending on who you are. But I'm definitely like mommy in that way holding grudges mm-hmm. you know but don't get me wrong definitely still got some grudges but not to a point where it's like you know there's no point of it taking of it taking an emotional and mental toll necessarily it's just like mostly like in the back of my head it's like if i remember it then oh dang that's crazy mm. you know Mm-mm, i get it it's like like for me i don't think i necessarily hold grudges i just don't forget a lot of stuff like things i can hold grudges i end up it becomes a grudge for me if there's no resolution if it's something that has not been taken care of it's if it's something that hasn't been discussed i i won't forget it i'll try my best not to hold on to it but that's why i focus so much on grounding myself and finding peace within myself because even if that doesn't get any resolution i'm still good on my end you feel me yeah i don't like to go into my days feeling like heavy or like automatically thinking about something that has happened in the past and quite literally yo that be that's the worst that's the worst like unprovoked like yeah when it like randomly hits you and it's like just like dang that happened i remember when i saw that cat get hit with the car and it just sticks with you until like like, you do something that'll make you forget about it it's like am i gonna get hit by a car no really though (laughs) yo but that's actually the worst that's exactly how it feels. I think Rayvon coming back into my life this time around has shown me the importance of my senior quote and a quote that stuck with me for the last 12 years. That is, don't let your happening destroy your happiness. It's like, uh-huh. I, I live by that. It took a lot of unfortunate life experiences for me to really like sit with that, yeah. but it never left my mind. And it really put into perspective for me what healing looks like, what choosing peace looks like actively choosing peace to make peace with the present accept the present understanding what is in your control what isn't in your control and to let things just be just because you did something to disturb my spirit that doesn't mean that i have to fixate on it like yes it bothers me yes it hurt me yes it upset me yes it angered me whatever the feeling is but if i sit in that and i know for me personally if i hold a grudge i i know myself and it's been this way for all of my life if I stay mad at you about something, I'm going to always be mad. I'm going to always be mad and I'm not going to let you forget it. I'm not. 
so that's why like i try not to make healing and peace like you know such like a heavy topic of conversation for me but if i wasn't open about healing if i wasn't open about peace and like choosing peace and all these things i would be a miserable ass person yeah i've held on to grudges and i am not nice i'm not nobody no, wants really. to deal nobody wants to deal with a, um, a grudge holding alicia because i'm making your life hell period what is something that you're worried will change you actually i thought about it a while ago because mommy asked me if i don't know i think she was watching some show and she asked me if her divorce made me want to not get married Oof, i was and gonna, i thought I was about that about and that. i was like no Oh, really? I was actually going to talk about that, yeah. I said no, because I thought about that in that moment. I was just like, no, that would be kind of stupid to do. Yeah. Like, for myself, really. And I thought, about was just like, maybe I kind of do feel like that. But that was, like, quite literally, like, only for a second. But like I said, I want to get you up, so. I feel you. I definitely think that... Okay, you know me and my astrology. I always have to put this disclaimer out with people every episode because I'll be like, I'm going to connect to somehow. I'm a Virgo sun. Not even that. Gemini moon. Well, well, it is connected to my Gemini Mm. moon. Your moon sign is usually connected to what your mother was experiencing during her pregnancy. So I Really? Yes. Yes. So for me, I always think about how... Tyler's a Gemini moon. I'm a Gemini moon. Mommy's a Gemini moon. If I'm not mistaken, grandma was too. Yes. That is so crazy. If I, I, gotta, I gotta do her birth chart again, but I'm pretty sure she was a Gemini moon. If not, she was a Virgo moon. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. That's why, like, I just feel like I'm dealing with myself two different ways. Like, literally two different generations. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, my God. I, I can't. And that's why Mommy and I are so much alike, but we're so different at the same time. I'd be like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, like, I don't know how I do this. Right, literally, I'd be like, I'm fighting for my life with my thoughts. Like, because we're so analytical with how we express ourselves. We always use our logic with how we feel. We don't, and we try to like downplay how we feel with like jokes because that's just very Gemini nature. Like, key, key, key. But deep down inside, we're like, so, and we just don't really, I talk about it because I have a lot of feelings and I'm not afraid to hide them. But I'm, I love my placement, don't get me wrong, but I don't want Tyler to go through the hardships that I went through. Oh, yeah. I, and I don't like that I went through a lot of the hardships that mommy went through. Because, like, things that she'll tell me about daddy sounds just like Ravon. For example, recently, Ravon and I get into an argument. Ravon's making it about one thing. I called daddy. Daddy did the same thing. Yeah. I was like, why are y'all making it about something that it's not? Like, why? No, why? Really. Like, why are y'all doing that? For me, their relationship, I think it indirectly has impacted the way I view relationships. And yeah. I also think it has shown me that I can't allow a man to only make my life home life and my work and my motherhood and just nurturing the family now granted those are all things i want to do but i also need to be me right i think that i I, i'm gonna be honest i feel like i feel like daddy had a hard time letting mommy be her because she was so unapologetically herself and don't get me wrong he is too but within reason right but it's within reason i feel like as a scorpio he has a hard time letting every he's on the cusp oh lord he i think that sometimes he has a hard time letting people shine. Like, I think about how daddy at one point told mommy that they only need to, like, have married friends. And it was kind of like, mommy was limited in the sense of, like, who she could spend time with and hang out with. Yeah. But as a, but here's the thing. You know what's really crazy? This is why I'm like, it's Gemini Moon things. Because um, Rayvon was like, when we get married, and that's clearly never happening. But he was like, if and when we decide to get married, we can only hang out with married couples. Um, you cannot be hanging out with your single friends because they're going to change your mindset about marriage and blah, blah 
blah blah and you can go i can't have you out in them streets Um, i'm not saying that daddy has said anything like in those exact words but daddy was more like we need to make sure that we are around people that um that are married and i felt like mommy was limited in the sense of like her life became us and as a result because daddy was always able to do himself he doesn't know you have a podcast right I don't think so. Okay, I don't really care. Wait, don't tell him. This is why I feel like... I just feel like men should be fought every now and then. Unprovoked. Yes. You see some. You see a man walking down the street. I want you to swing a branch yeah. at him. The biggest branch you can find, just, just swing it at his face. What would you say their relationship taught you, though, mommy and daddy? Just, like, from what you've seen over the course of time. For me, it's important to be with somebody that has no issue with me being myself. And to mm. let me do me while still maintaining gonna- home life. I'm going to say the most, the biggest takeaway for me was to just leave. Cool. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a hard conversation because, you know, that's your mom. Yeah. You know? I also don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't know if I would. But I don't, I don't know. It's just like, I would just leave. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I understand. I bought this house. I bought this dishware. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, right? I'm going to just have to give it to you. You're going to have to pay this house off. Pack my bags and leave. And you'll never hear from me again. Yeah. And I think I I, I kind of... And this is also why I said Gemini Moon stuff. Because mommy left. They parted ways. And I never really had... It's like, yes. And Rayvon's always like, the parents in the home. You had that and I didn't. But I was like, right, right. And I'm like, but I didn't really have my parents as a unit really at home. Because (sighs) I'm just going to start it all the way over but that's what i was saying it's like you know like gemini moon things a lot of the time it's connected to what your mother went through doing her during her pregnancy i think daddy was he was i don't even think he was in the country when mommy was pregnant with me i think he was like out of the country like i think in like vietnam or like korea one of those places when Mm. she didn't have that support that she needed from you know what i'm saying from like like a man like i Mm. i spent (laughs) i spent all of my pregnancy literally just trying to make it out alive no really though i didn't witness all of it but it was crazy to witness what i did i think the hardest part and one of the reasons why one of the many reasons why i don't talk about like i get physically uncomfortable that's why i'm doing this when Mm -hmm. i talk about my pregnancy because it has always and this is why I'm behind Tyler the way that I am. I don't try to be the overbearing, overprotective helicopter mom. But it has always been me and her. And I'm talking from jump. I remember the last episode that we did together, your first episode with the show. I remember telling you how there were times where, like, Rayvon would be gone for weeks at a time. Yeah. You know, if anybody were to ask him what my pregnancy was like, he would tell you straight up that he was hands-on, that he was present, and I constantly pushed him out. And I really just want to set the record straight for whoever decides to listen to this. And just in general, that man was not active during my pregnancy. We, We spent time together, cool, whatever. We were a couple, sure. But we're not going to sit here and take away from the fact that I was abused before I knew I was pregnant. Right. I was abused during my pregnancy. I don't really talk about it. I finally found the, you know, the confidence to talk about it. But I, I you know, and you already know, like I saved him from committing suicide. He abused me after I gave birth. You can't sit here. I still think and, that's crazy, bro. Right. You can't sit here and tell me that you were active during my pregnancy you know like and i remember telling you this not that long ago it's like i i long for a second child 
and I wanted a second child right after I had Tyler because I wanted them to be really close together. Yeah. And he was adamant about not having another child because he was like, oh, the doctor said this amount of time we can't get pregnant just yet, blah, 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 blah. And I definitely think that that was God trying to protect me from something. And because I know for a fact, I know for a fact, no matter how centered and healed and grown I am, it doesn't matter. I cannot go through something like I did when I was pregnant with Tyler. No. I, you know what's crazy? We even had, this even came up in a conversation. Like our last big blow up, which is why I refuse to talk to him now. Oh yeah. yeah he yeah. had the audacity to tell me that he never pushed me down the steps during my pregnancy. And okay. he quite literally did. Okay, here's my thing with that. I don't think someone would just forget pregnancy brain at all i don't think someone would just forget that they were shoved down the stairs yeah while they were carrying somebody's child hold on you gotta have some wild ass imagine yeah you gotta have some wild ass imagination i think one thing that makes i'm I'm glad that mommy didn't go through what i went through but i'm sharing my story to show the magnitude of like the connection between gemini moons And, and so tyler even though yes like our parents were under the same roof but like they were never like it was like it there was the connection. Example. Yeah, it wasn't a good example. Whereas with us, me and Ray, Tyler will never be able to see us under the same roof, no matter how hard we try. Right. It does not matter. She's never going to see that, and I'm also okay with that. That's not a narrative yeah. that I would force on my child. Oh no. You know, while, like, like while it sucks, it's also like for the best. Yeah. Like, like I've without like without a doubt over like the last month and some change, I've really come to terms with the fact that it's like. It's not going to I, it could never happen. I'm okay with it not happening. And I would much rather, I hate saying this, I would much rather go through survival mode to get to where I need to be than to be fighting for my life again with our child under the same roof. I don't want for her sure. to look and think that that's okay. I feel like I took over mm-hmm. and I'm so sorry. Yeah. But like, I just feel like that that's essential. It's it's yeah. so essential. And I agree with you. Like, you just have to leave. I think in my case, I couldn't just leave. Oh, no. Because it's my life at that point. That was like luck and a blessing. Multiple times. Multiple people, times. I don't think... And it's not because... It's really, I think, sometimes just ignorance for people when yeah. they say, why didn't you just leave, you know? Yeah. Because, like... Because the door is there, you know? But... That doesn't mean I can make it to it. Hello. I think about times where, like, I was threatened about calling the police. Like, I remember having 911 dialed up on my phone, but I didn't press, you know, the dial button. I didn't press the green phone to call because mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going to happen to me if I did. Right. Because when you're looking at the person that just abused you in your face with the phone right there between the both of you and you grab it. And I say this as somebody that has called somebody. I called mommy after I gave birth, called mommy. The moment he saw my phone light up, he broke it and he has yet to pay for that phone. You're looking at like a literally what could potentially be a life or death situation. Right. It's like you have to think about every scenario when it comes to things like this. Yeah. Because most people don't have the opportunity to just leave. Yeah. I remember. It's not that they'll necessarily die. They could. Right. But it's not that they'll necessarily die. Just they can't. Yeah. I I know myself well enough 
to know that I just can't allow that again. That's why I'm like, I pray to God I can't. I, I cannot see my child with the Gemini moon unless it just were to happen like divine timing. But I'm talking about under those same circumstances with that maternal connection. Yeah. So, and if grandma's a Gemini moon, I don't necessarily know that direct connection or like what she would have gone through. Um, but yeah. So I want to ask you again. Um, I asked you this last time, but you know, life changes people. What I asked you last time was what matters the most to you. So now have you been making the most of what you have? Yes. In what ways? Hmm. I think showing gratitude is really important. That's been a really big thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, like the past year or so. I, cause I read part of, um, a magazine that Zendaya was in. It was one of the magazines I have. Um, basically she said she, well, the way I interpret it is like, she takes a second to, you know, stop herself from complaining and be grateful for what she does have, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've been trying to do. It's just like, you know what? It really sucks that I only have mechanical pencils, but you know, I forgot where I was going with that. It's like, I can still write. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Actually, I wanted wooden pencils, but you know what? Mechanical mm -hmm. so I can work with. And you know what? I'm lucky mm -hmm. that I'm even able to write. My ancestors couldn't do this, so I'm going to do it. No, really, though. It's like, it's a great that's basically it. what I've been doing. You know, and you know what's crazy? When you, like, live a life of, like, or, like, when you, when you operate in a way that shows gratitude and appreciation for what you have. And I was just saying this to LaShawn in the last episode. It's like, you'll see that everything that you need is within you. Everything that is for you will come to you, and you will never be without. I think that gratitude, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like gratitude is... It's so essential. I think that life can distract us so much from what we actually do have that we don't take a second to really appreciate and bask in it and sit mm -hmm. with it and look at the big picture. It's easy to give a lot of our energy and a lot of our time to the things that distract us or make us feel disappointed about what we aren't doing or what we don't have and who's not in our life and where we're not going and things like that. Right. Instead of really just being like, yo, like... This is exactly where I'm meant to be, and I'm grateful. Good things come to those who wait also. Yes. That's also where that's stemming from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you exercise your patience then? Well, I think I was kind of just born a patient person, but something that I think everyone has, or in, at some point has had a hard time with, is just um, waiting for something to change. Like, if it can't be right now, it'll come eventually. Yeah. If you allow it to, though. Yeah. Like, you, you have to accept that it's just on its way. It's not here right now. It probably mm. won't be here next week, but it'll be here eventually. Yeah. Because you can't always play by your rules. And you say, it's like, I know people like being in control, but we got to suck it up sometimes. Yes. That was my biggest lesson coming into this year. Understanding that I can't always be in control. That I can't always have a hand in exactly what's going on in my life everyone's lives like all of our our paths are specifically handcrafted for us even though we don't know what's happening we have some sort of influence on what could happen and either way our steps are already no matter what decision we make for ourselves our steps are always in alignment we the, the path is always changing we don't know what's coming but it's already set in stone no matter the changes if that makes sense i think that patience has been i'm i'm a patient person now granted i'm like in the middle no no no. i'm saying patient in the sense okay. of like i know that 
I know that things are coming, but I always want it right then and there. Oh, yeah. And I'm in a space now where it's like, even though I want it right then and there, I'm okay with it not being here right now. Because obviously there's something that I need to do. Something is coming to better prepare me for it when it does come. I think another reason why I have patience is because I don't think I have a reason to be impatient. I get that. And with all of this being said, my final question for you is this. Because I think we're ending on like a really good note. It's been really like heavy up and down. <laughs> yeah. But I think that it was way heavier than I anticipated, actually. Um, but do you believe that everything happens for a reason? Sometimes. Why is that? Actually, I'm going to say yes because, you know, we could have a series of fortunate and unfortunate events. In some way, it impacts you. You were there for it. For You were there for it. Yeah. It impacts you in some way, whether it's going to change your view on something, how you live your life, the next thing you do, you know, yeah. um, what you could change, what you should change. And arguably, it's more often a good thing than it is a bad thing. Again, it's not that something can't suck in the moment, but is it benefiting you? Yeah. Is it going to, again, like help you like turn the other cheek or something, like make you a better person, you know? I think we're ending on a good note. I think so. I definitely think we're ending on a good note. With that being said, thank you so much for coming back. And thank you so much to my listeners for tuning into this really nice recap. All of my follow-up episodes have been so good. And it's just like very, um, they've all been reaffirming. And I hope that you all are gaining something from this. I hope you all are seeing the importance of growth, community. That's really what I'm focused on this this season. And I think that every returning guest that has been on the show this season is really speaking true to that. And I'm very proud of you, BB. Thank you. You're so welcome. You're about to be 17 on the block next year. That's so crazy. Yes. Um, Again, thank you so much for tuning in. And until the next time, we are out. Officially. Bye-bye. Boom.